0: Hello and welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters, talk about X Wing, and we're still out of power converters. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I am Alex Smittles. And here we are, uh, still in week three of quarantine, trying to stay sane here at our tenth episode, guys. It's been a, it, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we're still, like I said, on lockdown, uh, still trying to provide some content. But uh, what's everyone doing to keep their spirits up, Alex? i uh, mostly playing computer games. Wow. Huh?
1: That way I don't have to leave my chair between work and after work, so I can just <laughs> close work program. Open one of various League of Legends, Civ Five, Star Wars Episode One Pod
0: Racer, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. Okay, you never we... played that game. That I is honestly the best have not.
1: Game ever. It's coming to the Nintendo Switch later in 2020. I'll take my ten dollars now, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Doug? Uh,
2: well, I have to do a little bit of a workout to play video games because my work laptop is in my room and my main computer is out in the living room so i have to roll my chair all the way out to the living room before i play league of legends
0: truly no it's, one has suffered as much as you have truly oh, i've been uh also playing oh
2: video- also starting today i have to bemoan my freaking jank tankers
0: oh they're so bad it's oh, so we'll, bad. we'll get into that in a moment yep. but uh <laughs> i have also been uh playing a bit of video games getting back into fallout 76 uh Having some fun there and uh, catching up on Netflix. If anybody has not gotten on the uh, bandwagon yet and watched the Tiger King documentary, oh my god! If you ever You've not
1: this, gotten on the bandwagon and watched the Tiger King documentary,
0: I, I recommend it. It is an absolute just spotlight of human disasters.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't even know what to expect anymore.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> Speaking of disasters, uh, moving along to the news. Uh, the Asmodee and FFG just put out a announcement saying that all product shipments are going to be delayed. Uh, nothing is shipping out in April. So if you are worried about whether your local gaming store is going to get the new Wave, no one's getting it. Well, uh, at least
1: in the U.S., guaranteed. They did say if you're out of the U.S., check with your local game store so they can tell you no.
0: Currently, <laughs> uh, there's a thing going around where uh, there's dis- distribution problems in Australia. A lot of them still haven't even got the last Wave. Fireballs haven't shown up in some stores yet business as usual well, uh we're in the middle of an apocalypse so i'll
1: cut ffg some slack
0: <laughs> no no lie no lie yeah uh, we also had it formally announced that the campaign against cancer is going to be delayed until july i believe that's going to probably give people uh more time to pick up tickets so folks yeah, i believe they're extending the deadline for shirts as well excellent that's going to be great and in the epitome of disasters, the Jank Tank Open has started matching some lists and uh, putting them out there. With almost four hundred entrants, they've got about oh, over four
2: hundred now. Over four hundred
0: now. All right, they've got the almost
2: fourteen. Last I saw.
0: Whew. Almost half the lists have been generated. Uh, Doug and I have got ours. Alex is still waiting on his. I'm pretty happy I with... Three pe- I was three people after Doug, so <laughs>
1: Doug was 300. I'm 303. So I'm pretty sure the last night cutoff ended at Doug.
0: <laughs> I was lucky enough to get mine uh, drawn on stream the last time they did it at 179. Uh, I'm pretty happy with the Republic list I got. Uh, it was a choice between a four-ship Republic list and a Rebel list with Callus, Fenrau, and Thane. As much as I thought mm, I could fly Thane, no, not really a great idea there. Doug, uh, you had some interesting choices to pick from. Well, one, they're at 424 currently is the number. Uh,
2: and yeah, my uh, so I have to go find the Resistance one because it's so... So I picked First Order as my actual list, uh, and they gave me Resistance as the random one. And let me just read the Resistance one first, because it's such a disaster. I had to instantly <laughs> throw it out. So we have Greer Sonnel, uh, who we've already talked about, while maybe good, I don't like, uh, with Crackshot, Magpulse, and Ferrisphere paint. It's a 49-point A-wing. Uh, then I have Jarek Jaeger and the Fireball with swarm, taxic- swarm Tactics, R2HA, and Spare Parts Canister. So that's a 45-point Fireball. Then I have Covanel with Elusive Ferrisphere Paint, Ion Torpedoes, Corsella, and M9G8. That's a 66-point Cova. And then we round it out with a Colossus Station mechanic with Mad- Magpulse Missiles, R4 Astromech, and Kaz's Fireball for a total of 196 points. That is four two-attack die ships without any sort of bonus mods, without any sort of abilities that synergize with the pilots.
0: It was... uh. It was rough. And that that's the fun of Jank Tank. Everything yeah. we suggest in these reviews to build a list, throw out the window when it comes to Jank Tank because you're just not getting a choice.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, that one is, uh, I don't think it's a playable list. I think it's not salvageable. Awful. That
0: was full on Harkar yeah. Barrage. What about yeah. your first order list?
2: Uh, so the first order one is mildly better. Uh, we have Rush with advanced optics, proton torpedoes, and concussion missiles. That's an 80-point silencer that isn't named Kylo. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> or even Blackout.
2: Yeah, Hollow in the TIE Baron with uh, Swarm Tactics, Advanced Optics, and Magpulse Missiles. And then Captain Phasma with Swarm Tactics, Hotshot Gunner, and Passive Sensors for an even 200 points.
0: Ooh, and at an even 200, you can't cut anything to put Special yeah. Forces Gunner.
2: Yeah, it's rough. So Ooh. this is the one I ended up submitting, and what I did is I dropped the Concussion Missiles off of Rush and put them on Captain Phasma. and. Uh, that way, at least I have a pseudo 3-die attack from her, and the, all three of them can shoot at 5 with swarm tactics until Rush hopefully takes exactly 3 damage, and then he can shoot at 6 and move at 6. Um, I don't have high
0: expectations for the Jank Take tournament after <laughs> these, but, uh, but yeah. All right, well, if it's terrible, you can be one and done. Yeah, yeah. But and think- if I do well, my glory will be even greater. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of, uh, playing in a slightly more enjoyable fashion, uh, we did have a poll up for when our viewers would like to see some streamed games.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sunday, uh, one in a landslide. Uh, so we haven't set a specific time yet, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely do our best to, to make this Sunday the first of the, the weekly streams, and, uh, we'll post on the Facebook page and maybe on, uh. On the podcast, we'll have it settled by then once it actually comes out, and we'll have a a, a time, at least in the um, the info. Um, if Smittle gets his Jank Tank list before Sunday, we'll probably do that for at least one of the matchups, do a Jank Tank fight.
1: Um, oh, man, I hope so.
0: Yeah.
2: Otherwise, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll have a good time.
0: Excellent. And with no further ado, uh, let's get into reviewing The Empire. Alex, how's it looking overall in the meta? Well... Uh, not
1: great, based on the two tournaments I took data from. Um, which was way back at the beginning of the meta. Um, played 10.8% of the time, which is a hair under 1 of the time. Mm-hmm. And s- second to worst. Tied with Re- uh, Third to worst. Forgot about Republic. <laughs> no. But tied with Rebels for play. but a bit below average. Um, they didn't cut at a particularly high rate either. Um, I think a lot of that is just people bouncing, because all of the quote-unquote good stuff went away. Uh, tier, both grand and non-grand inquisitors mm-hmm. um, are gone, and that's what people were leaning on, and then afterburners got dropped off Vader, so obviously he's
2: And no Phantom <laughs> for Whisper.
1: Indeed. Like, all of the quote-unquote good stuff is gone.
2: Even so. losing things like the Lambda really hurt a lot of their, uh, generic options without Jendon, um, I don't think that they're bad, which we'll get into, but I do think it was very similar to Republic. People just they just noped out and went with the easier stuff to build,
1: yeah, which is common. <laughs> also, they lost
2: care. they lost Howl Runner, so they don't even get the the Tie Swarm that everybody's expecting to to be a meta force, and then yeah, no Howl kind of hurts that.
0: You have gotta hurt that. Well, nice segue. Let's start right off with the uh, Tie LN Fighter, the basic building block of any Imperial list. Starting out, the generic I-1 Academy Pilot at 22 points.
1: It is the 22-iest pointed ship in the game. Or in the faction. Um, Mm -hmm. It's literally the benchmark of the game. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Better than a TIE Fighter? Cost more. Worse than a TIE Fighter? Cost less. Um, 22 points is probably about as cheap as the go.
2: Yeah, I mean... I don't. I wouldn't like seeing them cheaper than that. I think that the academy is perfectly good at twenty-two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the mining guild might be a hair better, but the dial is better on the academy, and they're different it's, factions, so true. it's not. You can't one-to-one compare them. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of use for the academy, but I think it's actually one of the best ships in the faction.
1: You can fit six, five plus of them with a lot of ships. Yeah, I mean, five yeah. of them is one ten. That, that's a lot of points.
2: Yeah, I mean, so some of the obvious ones are you can do seven in Duchess, you can do six in Vader, five in uh, Rack, can, five in Rack with these, a pretty, These pretty all sound rack.
0: like my nightmare.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> you can do five of them and then Ruthless Countdown and Ruthless sabak. I had a lot of fun with that for a while. Um, there's a there's a lot of options for them.
1: Um, you can do eight of them. Thumbs yeah. up.
2: And and because <laughs> there's no Howl Runner, you're not tethered to that range one band like people are used to with TIE Fighters. Like we talked about and, last week. yeah. Yep. And if you uh if you split them up, there's they can cover a lot of board. They can really gum up the works.
1: Bodies there's a lot of bodies there. Right?
0: Yep.
1: Obviously okay. I played mining guild ties to success mm-hmm. and not Imperial ties because of the other faction. Right. Uh, it's, it's basically the it's same a, thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. But again, academies are a hair worse at that because you can't do the flying over rocks and still barrel roll and stuff like that to get blocks. But uh but that doesn't make them bad by any means.
1: They gum up a lot of board and like the ability to get an aid chip list with an ace like Duchess. And seven mm-hmm. of these guys, that, that feels really solid to me.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested, maybe for one of our Sundays, we could actually try the six in Vader versus Six in Fen, because I'd be interested how that matchup actually goes.
1: It's it's curious. Yeah.
2: Like Vader, the Vader gets the Vader one has point the bid, bid, which the... is actually really big, yeah. Um, but I don't think that makes it Vader's game because Vader can't no. boost and the mining guilds are slightly better. Um, yeah. I'd be curious how that matchup actually is.
1: I also would be curious how that matchup goes. Book it. On Sunday, okay. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Look the for the Storm
0: a, Smackdown.
1: Two aces and six of each kind of TIE fighter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's gonna be busy. All right, well, moving up a spot for one point and one initiative, you get the Obsidian Squadron pilot.
1: Or I mean, you don't, because you shouldn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, it gets really, really sad when you look at the Obsidian pilot, and then you look at the Mining Guild equivalent, which is also 23, right? Or is it 24? Am I wrong?
1: They are 23, because they're 30 in snapshot.
2: So, they're the the same initiative of jumping from 1 to 2, which is mostly meaningless and not really worth the point. But the Mining Guild gets a talent, and the Obsidian doesn't. (laughs) Uh,
0: That is just so bad.
2: Yeah, so we've talked, I think, quite a bit at this point over the podcast, that going from 1 to 2 is not worth a point. And arguably worse. Uh, so Maybe. unless unless you are in a meta that is one hundred percent I one ships, do not bring an Obsidian Squadron.
0: Very fair. Although the one with a talent at initiative three, the Black Squadron Ace for twenty five points. It costs three. e costs more. Two more points than the
1: Mining Guild tie. With yeah, the that is. So it's way better.
0: <laughs> Clearly, but
1: no, it's worse. It is an initiative higher. But as we literally just said, two to three, while uh, better than one to two, isn't that big of a deal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really wish these guys were twenty four. Then I would at least look at them more. Yeah. Um, but hyperspace doesn't off. have a yeah hyperspace doesn't have a lot of talent options as it is. Uh, although I think a theme we'll talk about a lot over Empire is that ruthless is a criminally underrated card in my opinion. Especially, it's at least criminally under under Nobody's tried it.
1: Under tried, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: but like, I could see something with like two or three of oh. these ruthless Black Squadron aces. That's only a third of your list, roughly. Um, and uh, like, you get into range one, and you ruthless your own Tie fighters to get those those juicy three headshots. Maybe there's something there, but it's it's probably just too many too many points. I think the- maybe
1: snapshots still exist too. I mean, these guys are yeah. thirty two a snapshot. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: And I3. You really don't want a middling yeah. initiative with yeah.
1: SnapShot. Unfortunately, it's hard to get a not middling initiative with SnapShot.
2: I, you can get I2 with, with Empire yeah. and or, or with uh, Scum and Scum. Rebels. At least in Extended. Not oh, that
0: yeah. at all. Extended. The reason I don't think we'll ever see him drop to 24 is because then you could run 8 of them with Ruthless. And that's... Yeah.
1: yeah, is that... A, like? Is that... I think that's a solid list. Yeah, I think but... the other team
0: wins the health race, though.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing is is eight TIE Fighters is actually not a ton of health on the board. Um, well, five X-Wings. Especially when you're doing damage said. to
0: yourself. Yeah, That's true, that's true. Yeah.
2: Like, think of the, the Focho, you have one less health natively, and then any time you up your damage output, <laughs> you're reducing your health even more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are at I3, I don't. I, that doesn't feel like a list that would break the game.
1: It does not. Uh,
0: that, but not it not. does sound annoying as hell.
2: It does sound annoying.
0: <laughs> All right, well, moving into the 30-point uh, bracket with our Inferno Squadron pilots, uh, Del Miko... Who has the uh ability that if a friendly ship within what is the range on Dell's ability? Zero to two. Zero to two is defending and the attacker is damaged, they can re-roll a defense die. That is a a solid ability, uh, although we do know that uh, defensive re-rolls are not necessarily as valuable as offensive re-rolls. It's hard That's- disagree. Really? <laughs> yeah, defensive well, re rolls
1: comparing
2: like Sarasu and Howl Runner.
1: That's right. fair. That's different, yeah. though. Exactly i like like An individual defensive reroll like Dell, when a ship normally can't modify a blank green die, that kind of defensive reroll is insanely valuable. Right, that's true. So,
2: yeah. I think the big thing is Miko is only 30 points, whereas Sarasu is 40, 41, something like that. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm getting rusty on my, my points. He's after 40. This point. Okay, 40, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I don't know
0: either. <laughs> yeah. well, one of the I used I think, to know these things, but that was three weeks ago. Um, yeah. One of the things I think yeah. about Del Mico is it's an example of a ship that gets good the longer the game goes on. Because yeah, the more you're starting true. to see these damaged ships, the more valuable Del Mico becomes. Mm-hmm.
2: Which, the problem is he's a TIE fighter. There is zero way to guarantee he makes it long into a game.
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: um, I mean he's thirty points, he's not bad. You're not gonna break you're not gonna break your list bringing Del Mico. Um, obviously
1: I, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: Listen, i think there are better options within TIE Fighters than Del
0: Alright, well for the same cost, you hey, get one I'm of I'm not highest. done
1: with Del Miko. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me
0: about Del Mico, Alex.
1: So the thing about Del Miko is his ability triggers for everyone. Triggers a lot. It's insanely easy to trigger Del's ability. And that's why he's valuable. Like he costs thirty points. Um in the current meta where you don't have Howlrunner in the TIE Swarm, he's probably less valuable. But he is straight money in the TIE Swarm. And um, I, I, we can't discount. I think it's a phenomenal ability. Obviously, it's worse than Giggins, who's next. But as far as the named TIE Fighters go that aren't named Howlrunner Iden, he's the second best, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, I might make an argument for Mauler. Um, I don't
1: know. Let's say when I played the TIE Swarm, I tried swapping Dell out for Mauler. Yeah. The big, I like it worse. Right.
2: Um, I think the big thing is, without Howl Runner, uh, if you're running multiple ties, they're probably Academies, and so oh, this yeah. is an 8-point jump from an Academy to, to, to Dell, and that's why it's kind of hard to find points with them. And if you're running an individual tie, you're probably running Gideon. Who it should be Gideon. Him.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah. But yeah. in any other meta where yeah. you're allowed to bring Howl Runner and when you're allowed to bring a tie swarm,
0: Dell is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of uh, Gideon Hask who we just saw uh, previewed for another ship that'll be coming out soon. Uh, But here we're going to focus on him in the tie at 30 points. Uh, Initiative four, incredibly good ability, good value at 30.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, So he fits really well into hyperspace Empire because uh, Empire can do a lot of these like three, four, five ship lists where everybody's pretty high initiative and hits pretty hard. Uh, and then you can slide Gideon into the list, and suddenly he's shooting at the end of the order at I-4. Uh, so it's a very cheap way to get a th- another third attack die ship in the in the list. Um, I mean, his ability is just very solid. It's it's similar to Del Mico. It's stronger the later the game goes on. Uh, he's a TIE fighter, so you can't guarantee it. Um, but offense is generally better than defense, and I think that's why he's better.
1: And they're cheap. Like, yeah. They, you lose nothing. Even if Gideon is the first thing killed in your list when you bring him oh darn they killed gideon instead of vader
2: yeah 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 i, I ran gideon in the the list i top four store champ with and uh his ability triggered most games i think he got killed first in one game but every other game it triggered it's it's not too difficult to get off
0: all right and then you have sane marana uh also 30 points With the old 1.0 Wampa ability, when attacking, if you roll a crit, you can cancel that crit and deal a damage directly to the hull of the ship. Wampa was really only good whenever 1.0 Palpatine was a thing,
2: where you could force the crit and guarantee auto damage. And that was in a meta with super aces that were low health but nearly impossible to hit, so doing a guaranteed damage was a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, That is... We're very far from that meta. That's and, no longer
1: the case. <laughs> and
2: it's very like it's impossible to, especially in hyperspace. It's impossible to guarantee Sane's trigger. Um, like you cute. could use marksmanship in extended, which is cute, but he's an I four Tie Fighter. It's kind of hard to guarantee lining up bullseyes.
1: I've played um, against a lot of marksmanship Sane Maranas in tournaments, yeah. and it's always a pleasure to see across the table. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a I think that's a trap a lot of people fall into. Yep. Um, it's, again. They're cheap. You're not, you're not ruining your list by bringing it. I just think there are better options.
1: At the same point, Cost.
0: On the same chassis. <laughs> if you're looking at marksmanship sane, then you're at 31 points. For 31 points, you can go up an initiative and have a better ability in uh, so Mahler Mithil.
2: So, Mauler, I think, is the closest to Gideon, um, which is why I could see the argument um, to bring him. Like, if you really want the i5 and you have one point left over. It, don't really lose anything bringing him over Gideon, other than you have to be a lot better with positioning. Uh, because if Indeed. you don't get the range one shot, then you don't get any bonuses. But throwing four dice at range one on a 31-point ship is great. Indeed. Especially and it throws a lot
1: practice. of fire, too. Like Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can bring him just to be a, a pseudo bigs where you're just, just going to throw, throw him in. at people, and if they ignore him, they're going to take a lot of dice. And if they kill
0: him, well, you lost a TIE fighter. Whatever.
1: By 31 points.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, um, as an i5, that generally people think, okay, high initiative, group pilot to bring 31 points. He's in a TIE fighter chassis, though. Is the high initiative as valuable on this chassis?
2: No. No. It's arguably worse. Um, <laughs> you
1: can get blocked by one more initiative.
2: Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can, yeah. Um, but, like, like, he's not paying for it, is the big difference. Uh, he- you look he? at, like, Sarasu is 40 points, and For an i5 Seek, this is thirty one. For an i5 Tie Fighter,
1: Um, like how Runner is 42 for an i5 Tie Fighter? Obviously, her ability is ridiculously insane. Yeah, but like Mahler is paying a point to go up from the i4 Ties to go to i5, but he also has a good ability.
2: Yeah, it's tally levels of value in terms of Mm -hmm. like initiative per
1: point, but
2: uh, but it's a Tie Fighter, so he doesn't get a ton of value out of it. It's yeah. I would call it neither a pro nor a con. It It just is. It's
1: pretty meaningless in general. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Same with Scourge, except Scourge's ability is even worse. Yeah.
0: All right, Scourge Scootoo also at 31 points, uh, Mauler's i5 buddy. Uh, I'm still laughing about the fact that Scourge gets a last name in 2.0, and it's Scootoo.
2: Scootoo. They just felt like he wasn't cool enough. Scourge wasn't a badass name, so they needed a last name to really...
0: Yeah, Scourge sounds like a nickname he gave himself, because if your last name is Scootoo, I'm sorry, your friends are calling you Scooter. I'm not even convinced his <laughs> last name
1: is Scootoo. Scourge is in quotes. Yeah. He could be like a one-name select like Cher. That's true,
0: yeah. <laughs> Scourge is the prince of of uh, yeah. the Empire. The,
1: the TIE Fighter formerly known as Scootoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's an alt art just waiting to happen. All right. yeah. Well, his ability, yeah. where similar to how Mahler gets the extra die at range one, Scourge gets it if they're in his bullseye, which is so a little harder to arrange. Much
2: harder. Yeah, so like we just talked about with with same, like it's it's tough for a tie fighter to guarantee lining up bullseyes. Um, tie this... fight doesn't help that. That's
1: mm-hmm. well, a teeny bit, technically, yeah. because they, one more initiative has to guess where your bullseye is going to be.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that Scourge gets a little bit more benefit out of being I-5 than Mauler does. Um, it's a lot easier to just be range 1 of something than it is to line up a bullseye without that initiative. Yeah. Um, with
1: with but, just having barrel roll, Mauler is usually either range 1 or he's not. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of barrel Scourge can barrel roll to set up a bullseye.
2: But then it's not a modified. Not on, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like which is a uh, roughly net even. Like throwing an extra die is about the same as having a, a focus token. Yeah, um, it's a a hair worse, but there's higher upside, so it's not awful. It's just not great either. All right, very very common theme among Tie Fighters.
1: Scourge is my second to last choice Tie Fighter. I, I would agree, yeah.
0: And then we go up to uh, Inferno leader herself, Aiden Versio, at forty one points. Initiative four with you know the ability save a tie fighter from death. Uh, before a friendly tie would
2: tie fighter specifically at range zero to one would suffer one or more damage. You may spend one charge if you do prevent that damage. Uh, so the reason it doesn't work, yeah, is you cancel all damage and then deal that much that many ion tokens.
1: Yeah. So right.
2: if if somebody hits you with with an ion cannon hits you for three and you whiff, you would be able to block that one damage, but you would yeah. still take the two the Ions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, and it still counts it's, as the attack hitting. Yep. Yes. Yeah, because she doesn't cancel out results. Uh, that ability was really great in the TIE Swarm when you had important ships like Howl runner to protect. Hey, that's yeah.
1: literally that's Aiden's main function, is to keep Howrunners alive. So she doesn't really have a purpose in hyperspace. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and un- unfortunately, the like protecting a Mauler or a Scourge isn't worth bringing a ten point more expensive <laughs> yeah. fighter. Like
1: oh, that's <laughs> twenty
0: um... plus percent of your list.
2: Yeah, I actually thought about that after you said it. I would actually put Iden last among TIE Fighters in hyperspace. Just for um, the, That's
0: almost just, it's almost twice it's, as much as an academy.
2: Yeah, it's almost two academies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: um, um, fun fact, though. Y'all should run the Quick Build Iden. Oh, my God, yes. It's, yeah.
2: it's Lone Wolf Proton Torpedoes, and they yeah, give her the, the Targolok action for free, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, quick yeah. Build Iden is
0: amazing, yes.
1: I want my Lone Wolf <laughs> Torpedo uh, Iden.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, she's just too expensive for hyperspace right now.
1: And as she really does have no purpose.
2: Yeah, I mean, she does work on herself. Uh, maybe you can think of up some mad scientist list where you bring her to be Keep a Did uh, yeah, I yeah, write
1: something it's... about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, there are like she so can use it herself, and that conserves her forty-one points. But you could just take a academy and yeah, use those for... eighteen points
2: elsewhere. <laughs> For a whopping one point more, you could bring
1: Duchess. Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> And yeah, the choice between Duchess and Aiden should be a no-brainer. It's yeah, I mean, I it
1: think. should be anyway because of the chassis
0: difference. <laughs> but even yeah. if
1: their costs were a little different, I think.
0: Okay, I did did have to check something. That Aiden's ability triggers uh before a friendly tie fighter would suffer one or more damage, not necessarily while defending, so it can be used to I've got Rocks. to run over a rock. Uh, mm-hmm. Direct, Bombs. you can you can
1: actually, if you're dealt a direct hit, you can Iden the second damage off the direct hit if you waited to see what the crit was. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's
2: always those, your academy on the opening gauge takes hit crit, and you're like, oh, do I Iden now? Or if I don't, I'll take the direct. You can technically use it on the direct hit to prevent that damage. But
0: Somebody got it in Jank Tank. We were talking about this in the Discord. Aiden means you can use electronic baffle for free once. That is true.
1: <laughs> Why? Yeah.
0: <laughs> because they it drew is. electronic baffle Aiden. So, uh, <laughs> as, it, as it goes, really, I think uh, we're all pretty much in agreement that TIE fighters, The much like a lot of other ships, the cheap ones tend to be the best. Uh, if you're going with named pilots, Gideon, Dell, and Mahler seem to be the go tos. But let's look at what's missing from hyperspace specifically. Howlrunner didn't make it in. Uh, Valen Rudor, Night Beast, and Wampa. Howlrunner got the axe along with a lot of the other offensive force multipliers, such as uh, Sinker. Valen and Night Beast both get pseudo-free actions, which they've tried to reduce. And Wampa's just really kind of like a cheaper bigs because he's an I one that draws fire real easy.
2: So my big thing with what they removed from Tie Fighters is it feels like they removed all of the not um, Inferno, one. Inferno, but they kept Mauler. Yeah, and Scourge, uh, and Scourge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess they didn't want to get rid of all three of the I five Tie Fighters, so they left you your pseudo ace pick with them. But it definitely, like especially with system opens, it feels like they were trying to lean into the Inferno squadron for the cyberspace.
1: What's a system open? I've already forgotten
0: those. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Moving right along, then, to the other uh, cheap ship, the TIE SK Striker. Straight out of Rogue One. Uh, straight into our hearts. The chassis ability of adaptive ailerons, where if you are not stressed, you must perform a one-straight or one-bank maneuver before your dial goes up. Uh, starting out, 31 points for the Planetary Sentinel. It's uh, very it's, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's,
2: a,
1: <laughs>
2: it's, it's a solid ship. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the cheapest three die gun in the game, right?
1: By a long shot. Um, yeah.
2: I guess by, interceptors uh, by, the
1: same price now. Oh yeah. Everyone kind of forgets about interceptors being a three yeah. die gun because but no in one's yeah.
2: yeah.
1: No one's ever seen a generic interceptor before.
2: Yeah, particularly in hyperspace though, they're they're the cheapest three die gun in the game. Uh, they're four health on two agility, which is squishy. That's a Z95 in terms of durability. Um, but that's, it. but the adaptive ailerons, like if you can utilize those well, they're amazing blockers. They're pretty squirrely. It's it's hard to keep a, a beat on them. Um,
1: they can throw their arcs in a lot of different places.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you're facing down multiple strikers, you're gonna get shot at.
0: Like I don't yeah. I don't care who you are. It's hard to dodge multiple pre boosts. Yep. Yeah, ailerons can make them a really good blocker. Uh, three die attack can't fault that. Mm-hmm. Thirty one points. Said... Oh, sorry. Say thirty-one points. I think uh they may be, for me at least, a go-to over one of the named uh, tie pilots. Possibly not Gideon, but I would look at taking a planetary sentinel over, say, Sane. Obviously. Well, the other I part would of the would too, but yeah. yeah,
1: sorry, we probably at the same point.
2: Yeah. So the <laughs> flip side is that you have to know how to use ailerons. It's not a may; it's a must. So if you Aren't good at those pre boosts, and you put yourself in a bad spot. It's just gonna pop. It's not gonna have arc on things. Uh, it's yeah, it's gonna fly onto a rock. Like all sorts of things can go wrong if you're not good with adaptive aileron.
1: And my point was actually not the same. So neat, extra point. <laughs> um, uh, they're also they're, they're squishy, and I one compared to like the I four TIE fighter is a lot yeah. lot more yeah, likely a to get initiative killed. Yeah. Um, if you're bringing a single one, I would bring the TIE fighter every time. Because it's a lot harder to initiative kill an uh, I-4 TIE Fighter. Yeah.
2: yeah but probably. if
1: you're bringing multiples, I would agree and bring the Planetary Sentinel every time.
2: Yeah, if I had to choose between four TIE Fighters and four Sentinels, i pick the four Sentinels every time.
1: Indeed. Oh. Even if it's four named TIE Fighters. hmm But if it's one, go with the TIE Fighter.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, moving on up to the talented generic, the Black Squadron Scout at 34 points.
2: Uh, one thing we did forget to mention, they do have a bomb slot. It's not used frequently, but it is there, and that has some interesting options. Um, like We've talked a little bit about how seismic charges are probably pretty underrated. Like You can put a seismic charge on a planetary sentinel, and now you're the same price as a Black Squadron Scout, and that seems pretty interesting.
0: That was actually going to be my exact point there, because at 34 yeah. points, again, uh, the talent not doing a whole lot with the dearth mm-hmm. of good talents on the table right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Again, you can try ruthless on them. They're a little bit bulkier. Uh, they're also significantly more expensive than the Tie Fighter equivalent. And they're uh, with ruthless, they're five points more than a Planetary Sentinel, which is or four points more. I'm sorry, um, but that's not a insignificant amount of points. Um, I don't think they're um, worth it. They, oh, go for there, it. Are,
1: are they initiative Two, three.
2: There are three.
1: Let's see. On uh, these guys, three is a lot more useful than they are on Tie Fighters.
2: True, yeah. Because yeah. of
1: the, the repositions, they can be an yeah. ace to lower stuff, be a blocker to higher stuff. Yeah, but, uh, of it,
2: like the Jedi Knight's work.
1: Indeed, pretty much. Um, Without the talent, it's probably not worth it. But there is a world where the Black Squadron Scout is useful,
0: mm-hmm.
1: unlike the Obsidian Squadron TIE Fighter.
0: Yeah. yeah. One thing that does bear noting about this ship is its dial. Uh, It's got... The full range of one and two speeds, three straightened banks, two sloops, and a 1K. The aileron into 1K is one of the, just, it's the amazing knife fighting ability that just has so many applications you can put on there if you're getting in close, even the low initiative ones can sit there, throw a block, set themselves up for the next turn. It's got a great dial, but like you mentioned earlier, Doug, you really have to know how to fly this ship, especially with the ailerons in there.
2: Yeah, and uh, for people who haven't flown with Oregon's striker before, you might see that... It caps at a three, forward and three banks, and that feels really slow, which is odd for a, a ship that's supposed to be as agile as this. But because of adaptive ailerons, you have to remember they are forced to do a boost straight or bank before every move. Yeah, I said, so I think actually,
0: you mean a five straight effectively.
2: Yeah, so they have a minimum of a three straight forward effectively, or a five straight. So they're actually extremely fast ships.
1: Very fast, um, and can turn on a dime with the yeah. bank in the. They're yeah. and they're really fun to fly.
2: They are, yeah. I would definitely recommend, uh, from a non-competitive standpoint in these times where competitive is kind of on the backburners, put some strikers on the table. You'll have a great yeah. time.
1: Get familiar with them. Like, just They're, they're great for teaching you the fundamentals of judging where stuff is going to end up. Mm-hmm. Since you're having to plan an aileron and a maneuver at the same time, it helps you figure out what you need to do to get where you need to go.
2: One interesting tidbit for me is, as much as I have played Supernatural and in first edition Advanced Sensors Kylo, I'm actually really, really bad with strikers. Hmm. Because I, I'm not good at judging or at, at analyzing the forced boost. I'm just good at having it available as an option. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also but. a fun fact, uh, when 2.0 was released in stores, the Planetary Sentinel, first ship I flew. Uh, so I've got oh. a little bit of a sentimental bit to there. Uh, flying a handful of Sentinels, a handful of the Generic Interceptors, and a Sloan shuttle.
2: I remember that list, yeah.
1: Mine was Fedra.
0: Of course, <laughs> of course. those <laughs> <laughs> TIE Bombers.
2: Uh, Cavill
0: was also in my Cavill
1: <laughs> well, a, on my list, because Cavil is Bay. But bae.
0: Moving on to our first named TIE Striker pilot, one of the new ones from Hot Shots and Aces, Vagabond. Vagabond uh, makes use of that bomb slot with his nifty ability that after you fully execute a maneuver using your ailerons, if you are not stressed, you may drop one device. Uh,
2: so... Vagabond, I think, begs to have cluster mines, or not? I'm sorry, proximity mines, and those are not in hyperspace, which is a big bummer for him, and probably great for everybody else. Um, so you have to look at either cluster mines is the only thing you can drop on somebody after you, uh, which is eight points for one charge. That's a large investment, um, or you're looking at bombs, and people still get some counterplay against bombs. Um, I don't mean? think he's bad. I just think he's a lot of points compared to a generic, and he's only I two.
0: Nadgers, I was looking up, I was looking to see if a skilled bombardier was in hyperspace. It is not. Oh. He's one of those that that gunner spot, really, if you're going to use him, especially with proximity mines, skilled bombardier is almost an auto-include. That yeah. does, however, bump him up to a minimum of 40 points, more depending on which bomb you're putting on him.
2: Yeah. 45 for the cluster mines, which are probably the most effective way to use them in, uh, in hyperspace.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we have with well without the gunner, he's 43 with cluster mines in hyperspace. Yeah. Uh, there could be an argument for ion bombs. The one thing it does lack, however, is the reload action. So, wherever you're dropping yeah. these things, you have to make them count. Yep,
2: yeah, I mean, he's definitely not bad. Uh, I just think he's a touch too expensive for the efficiency that hyperspace really pushes.
1: Indeed. Look at him in extended though, yeah, like
0: all right. Uh, moving right along, oddly for this ship, the "quote unquote" ace of the uh, the ship falls in the middle of the points here. Duchess at forty two points. I think that's because her, on paper, her ability is pretty
1: meh compared to the two other ones we'll get to later.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't believe she's not at
1: least the same price as them. At yeah, the she really oh, should be. absolutely. Yeah, uh, but she's the, really solid. Yeah, and uh, she's, I mean, mostly because she's cheap, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. She provides adequate value, naked at 42 points.
2: I think she is the um, prime example of a pocket ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She, uh, she's not going to carry a game on her back, but she can be extremely useful in the right circumstances. And if you play her well, she's worth so many more points than that
1: 42 value. Similar to like a tally or a ZZ.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, but with a third die
1: on offense. Yeah, with a third offensive die. It's squishier, but. Um, like, you can kit around pretty decently in Hyperspace if you want to make her more expensive. For whatever reason, yeah. you can put like a Hall of and Fifth Brother on her.
0: And a bomb.
1: Um, yep. Right. And like all of those things are useful. Um, yeah. If it's me, I'm probably just running her naked. Thank uh, Ruthless.
0: He, yeah, here's something that we had mentioned earlier where on uh, inexpensive ships, you want to keep the upgrades kind of down. 42 is not exactly an inexpensive ship, but you mentioned Fifth Brother. At 11 points, Fifth Brother is a 25% almost cost increase for her. Uh, I still say worth it. I would say worth, it's
1: worth it a lot of the time, I'd say. Yeah,
2: so the big thing is, if you're putting fifth brother on her, you need to make sure that you are confident in your ability to play her. Uh, cause, because you're increasing your cost by 25%, uh, the force point is nice, but it's not going to save you from four shots. That sort of thing.
1: You have to um, get you're, you. have to pilot well to get the return on that investment.
2: Yeah, but it is possible with her, because, uh, which for those that don't know, uh, her ability is that she can choose to ignore adaptive Ailerons, and while she's stressed, she can still use them. Um.
1: So she's very flexible in the maneuvering.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just uh, to put it in perspective, let's say you dialed in a one hard to the left, uh, and everybody moves, and you realize that if you just do the one hard to the left, you dodge all the arcs. So you just don't adapt to ailerons. Or you realize that you needed to turn a little bit more. See so boost left, or you know, boost right, or, or you did a K turn the the turn before, and instead of being predictable, you can still do your ailerons and then your three bank and get out. Things like that.
1: She is a squirrely little guy fighter. Yeah,
2: even squirrelier she- than the regular striker.
1: And she's fun, and she's cheap, mm-hmm. and she's effective. And uh, she's a pretty good entry point ace Yeah, in uh, hyperspace.
2: Yeah, if you've uh, if you've never flown uh, a striker before and you want to give Duchess a try, I would just run her naked. Like, yep. just at the 42 points. That way it's not crippling if you lose her, uh, but she can still have a lot of fun and be pretty effective with her.
0: Yeah, no sarcasm at all. Great value at that cost. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's in the top three ships in the format for Empire, I'd say, easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving up, uh, down the initiative order, but up the cost ladder. At initiative four for 44 points, we have both countdown and pure sabak. Kind of two
1: sides of the same striker coin. But
2: yeah, one, they really
1: are. One has a really powerful but situational defensive ability, and one has a very powerful situational offensive ability.
2: Mm hmm. Uh, so Countdown's ability is, uh, you can if you are unstressed, you may take a stress to cancel all damage, and then... Cancel all uh, dice. Take, cancel all dice, suffer one damage, and gain a stress token. Uh, so essentially, if uh, Fen'Rao walks up to range one of you and rolls four hits on a crit, you can just go, nah, I'll take a stress and one face-down damage card.
1: Broadside uh, walks up and Ions you. Yeah. You'd be like, nah. Nah, I'd, I'd rather not get Ioned.
2: So that's a, a very powerful ability. Um, especially if you're only being shot at once, maybe twice a turn. Uh, the problem is we're in a meta at arguably the highest ship count that the game has ever had. Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact numbers to back that up, but Mike, I'm pretty sure that's right. It feels
0: like
1: that. I have an yeah. average ship count in here somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> know across the history of X-Wing if this is the highest yeah. up there, though. It's in the top three yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, it's but, over
1: four It's over four ships on average yeah. on List. list. Yep.
2: And Countdown, really, she wants to see three ship lists. That's that's the bread and butter. Um, so not the best pick in the current meta. Uh, not bad, um, especially if you are expecting to hit a lot of lower initiative stuff. You can play her like a Duchess where you're arc dodging and flanking, and then every once in a while if you get shot at, you have that
1: failsafe of, okay. I'll just take one damage instead. If you dodge three arcs but you're still in one, you still have yeah. that safeguard. Yep. Uh,
2: on the other side of the coin, we have Pierce Sabak, who is, uh, when you, while you perform an attack, if you have one or fewer damage cards, you may roll one additional die. Uh, so this is the all-out offense. I think this is the only case, other than like Fen at range one, this is the only generic roll an extra die on a three-die chassis.
0: You've got Fen and Talonbane that can do right. the same, but
2: uh, yeah, what's... but that's at range one. But this is a guy who at range three can throw four dice yeah. on a forty-four point ship. That's that's crazy.
0: The littlest Upsilon! salon.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Uh, the flip side being, as soon as he takes a second damage, he's just a regular striker that costs. 13 more points.
1: And in hyperspace, Uh, there's no way of preventing that from being the second damage.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no shield upgrade or anything like that.
0: Right. Home Uh, upgrade doesn't prevent that.
2: He's an amazing guided missile. Uh, You get him in, you get a full range one or a couple of range twos on him, and he's probably paid for himself. Yeah,
1: And even if you don't get the extra die off, they shot your 44 point ship instead of Vader. Yeah. Um.
2: So, also, I kind of like that uh, on the flip side of these, D- Piercebox super wants to move before everything else. Like, he'd much rather see a swarm where he can guarantee get his ability off. Whereas Countdown really doesn't care about when they shoot. No. Um, like, perfectly fine against the higher initiative stuff, because now you can plant yourself in those spots where you know you're going to get a shot, but another ship might get PS killed. And Countdown's just going to go, nope, not going to PS kill me. I'm going to get Plus, that shot
1: anyway. A higher initiative user usually means lower ship count, which yep. helps Countdown out as well.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, they're what, both they're both super interesting ships. They're both. I like them both. Strikers are one of my favorite ships to fly. They're very fun. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoy them.
0: Yeah, one <laughs> of the things I would add is that uh, Countdown and Sabak both really kind of move up the ladder. If uh, Initiative Four is the highest on the table, then they become mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, they are, like we said though, both of them vulnerable to massed fire. They don't like seeing swarms that are going to get multiple shots on them. The yeah. odds being what they are, something could turn them off. Uh, if if Countdown winds up in all the arcs of a droid swarm, you have a dead 44-point ship.
1: Yeah. yeah, You have a dead any ship, really. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do
0: agree with your point,
2: yeah. they. Uh, which, uh, the the thing about the Striker is, if you're playing against swarms, if you land in front of all of them, you probably messed up, because they have yeah. a lot of flexibility in how they move true yeah so i would say both of them are very solid uh i would pick Pierce first currently
1: currently i agree
2: but if you're in a meta with it everybody's loving fen boba or everybody's playing kylo all the time countdown's a very solid ship mm-hmm. indeed
0: he is now with this ship uh nothing is missing from hyperspace all of the uh strikers are in uh Looking at everything, I think we are all easily in agreement that Duchess is the gold standard for this ship.
1: Uh, yeah, purely
2: because she's a little undercosted. I think.
1: Yeah, that's the big um, thing. If she's I-5, which on an AC chassis is better with no pilot ability. Go ahead. The, uh, like, so I really think that Countdown and box abilities are good enough to make it pretty close.
2: Yeah, if she's gold standard, then they're like silver with a gold varnish.
0: hmm <laughs> Yeah, absolutely <laughs> the name the name strikers vagabond not so much but the top three name strikers are all very good but like you had mentioned before takes that you've got to be really really educated in how to fly them it mm-hmm. it takes reps they're hard to just yep. put on the table and fly you know well right out of the box you need reps gonna...
1: are rewarding yeah mm-hmm.
0: although
2: if you do want to play a striker right out of the box i would i would pick some yeah, 100%. One has the highest chance of, uh, of just blowing something up on his way out. But us dice is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to, one last point. If you put two more points onto Dusha, so she was 44, I think you would see all three of them at about the same consistency. Agreed. Like, I think it, she's a little bit easier to slip into lists, and it's a, it's very easy to just go, well, I-5 and pick her.
1: And it's easy to be like, I don't want Aileron, so she's just a normal ship.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving up to the Striker's big brother, the TIE Reaper. We've got only three named pilots in this. The generic Scarif-based pilot is not in hyperspace, uh, a victim of the culling of most of the large and medium uh, generics. Probably a good thing,
2: because uh, they went down to 40. Or 39. <laughs> I think they went down to 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is ridiculously cheap for that 8 health.
0: dice. Someone did fly yeah. a... Uh, Scarif-based pilots, and it just looked like a joy to fly and oh. a nightmare to be across from.
1: Yeah. Sad life for yeah. Extended Empire. Death Troopers are six. You can't shoot five of them with, you death with yeah. one Death Trooper. That's sad. Very true. Yeah. Uh,
2: but, so, uh, looking past the Scarif-based pilot, um, you have Vizier at 45. He's I-2. Uh, and his ability is after you execute an adaptive aileron, fully execute a one-speed maneuver using adaptive ailerons. You may perform a white coordinate action if you do skip your perform action step.
1: Um, Which is... Not a red coordinate action.
2: Yeah, like it's... (laughs) That ability is... So, originally, Scarif based pilots were 43, I think, so it was only two points more. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And then it was like, okay, you pay two points to have a white coordinate if you choose, and I could see that. Now you're paying six points for that ability? I, I'm i not doing it. I'm not taking them. Especially when two more points or four more points give you the much better Vermil and Ferov. Uh,
0: the one use I think you have with that ability is when you have either a red maneuver dialed in or you realize you're going to bump. Getting that free coordinate off has its uses.
2: It does, yeah. I just don't think it's... I think you get a lot more value from the other ones.
0: Absolutely, uh, such as Captain Faroff at 47.
2: Um, so Faroff and Vermeil similar to Sabak and uh, Countdown, are kind of, of the opposite sides of the sides of the Reaper coin. Uh, both of them
1: much larger coin. Yeah, it's a much larger coin.
2: <laughs> uh, both of them rely on your opponent, the person you're shooting or defending against, not having green tokens. Uh, so, Faroff, if when you're defending, your opponent doesn't have a green token, you get to change a re- result to an evade. And Vermil, when you're attacking, if they don't have a green token, you get to change a result to a hit. Uh, Faroff is the one that's a 47. He's I-3. Um, personally, he's my favorite death trooper carrier in the game. Um, Reapers are really good at sticking to things if they're stressed, uh, because they can be extremely fast if they want to. Um, if the not defense...
1: and stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and, uh, because of his defensive ability, he, the Death Troopers stay on the board a little bit longer. Um, at the first 2.0, uh, crossroads, that's middle one, I was hey, running, hey,
1: whoop, whoop. yeah, <laughs> I was running Double <laughs> Delta
2: <laughs> and Death Trooper Faroff, um, and I, I bubbled out of the cut. Uh, just,
1: was, just barely.
2: Yeah, um, but Faroff is, is a pretty solid ship. Um, the Reaper in general has the White Jam, which is awesome, it has a Red Coordinate, which is really good. Um
1: probably a
2: little better overall.
1: I do have one thing to add about Fairoff: is a lot of things, a lot of times, um, people will modify their dice with their focus token, and they won't have a mm-hmm. green token anymore, and you still get to add your evade.
2: Yeah, that's a really big thing that catches people off guard all the time.
1: It's basically, it's, uh... reinforce. Yep.
2: Uh, so one thing I also want to note, having played Fairoff for a long time, uh, a lot of people will not really realize that after you... so you roll, you have three attack dice, and you roll hit eye blank. And you spend your focus, and then he rolls a blank and changes it to an evade. And you go, ah, crap. He got that evade because I spent the focus. So the next time you roll hit eye blank, you don't spend the focus. Don't do that. Always spend the focus. Always, because if yeah. you don't, the focus guarantees you could just roll the, the natty evade. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, is it, it's add an evade or change a result? Change result. Okay, so yeah, it's getting two. spend the focus because it yep. guarantees you yeah.
2: Yeah. a, a damage, yeah, damage. If you don't spend the focus and get one, and then he rolls the natty evade, he took zero instead of one.
1: And then you feel bad. Yeah. But his ability is basically Reinforced if you're spending a yeah. your mod, which is fine on both sides. Like, yeah. you, you want to spend the mod to actually do damage, and he's still reducing it. So. Yeah.
2: And he's uh, still not that hard to kill. He's just the yeah. tankiest of the Reapers. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, like they're...
1: if a Reaper rolled an uh, evade every turn.
0: Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, the Reapers <laughs> The specifically... Reapers green dice were particularly hot. Yeah, also uh, three attack, one defense, six hull, two mm-hmm. shields... Reasonably tanky, but uh how much is eight health behind one agility really worth? It's an equivalent to a TIE fighter. Okay. Yeah.
1: Three, yeah three health, three agility is equivalent to eight health, one agility. Alright. Which is equivalent to six health, two agility. Yeah, they're all, all pretty much ballpark the same. Yeah. Within a couple of state of deviations.
0: Yeah. Uh and then you have uh, Major Vermil at 49 points, I4 with the reverse of Feroff's ability. He seems to be the, at least uh, in my experience, the Reaper you see the most on the field.
2: Well, for the same reason you take Gideon over Delmico, Sabak over Countdown, or any offense over defense, uh, doing damage is better than preventing it.
1: The win condition is to kill your opponent's ships. Yep. (laughs) Um, Also, Uh, um, to quote the great Paul Heaver once, he said, in an meta, go aggro. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: And Vermil is very good at that. He's quite aggro. Uh, yeah. So you you throw Seven Sister on him for nine points. Now he's fifty-eight, which is a decent chunk of your list. But that is a, a super fast ship at I four that can just slam into, slam next to stuff, and then jam them at range one. And, and now you're with eating, full, free, full mods. Yeah, four <laughs> dice with an automatic blank to hit and a and a force token. Like
1: that's average that's, four. That's four yeah. on an average roll.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a mean
0: ship. Yeah. You you mentioned that uh, the similar uh, abilities to Gideon and Pure Sabak, you could actually run for 197 points Vermeil, Gideon, Del Sabak, and Countdown.
1: Oh, oh interesting. I'll yeah, see you, you on Sunday. That, I'll see you on Sunday. That list. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, was another piece of uh, my store champ list. So was Duchess from earlier. Uh, and I, I ran Vermeil with
1: seven sister. Uh, I wonder what the last piece was. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, end of the day, he he punches above his weight class, which Dude. is always a good thing.
1: And yeah, he'll die every game. Every game, yeah. He's but so you'll cool. trade up for him a lot. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The thing about it is uh, people will often see one agility and a medium base and think that's just an MOV pinata. Even Vermeil at 49 points, that's only a quarter of your list, you've still got 151 points that if they're shooting at Vermeil you're hitting them in the face with. And
2: while they are a pinata, if you hit them, they're very fast shooting. It's very yeah. easy to just decide not to be in combat with a Reaper if you think you're going to be in trouble. Um,
1: One bank, to... three bank on a large base, or on a medium base ship is... So yeah, mm-hmm. Really yeah. only Miranda, like the slamming medium base K-Wing outpaces a Reaper. Mm-hmm. Right, Maybe something a
2: fireball with the ability to slam every turn, but...
1: and like the fire spray has boost, which is basically around. But
0: yeah. something that we mentioned last week uh, about Rick Ali is that he's great to take a shot and then turn into a bait card to make the opponent chase him. Uh, a Reaper can actually kind of do the same thing because they seem like a victim waiting to happen, and then you can just run away. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's, that's not why I loop pretty... back in.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's not why I would bring Vermil. Vermil really does just want to get in there and Vermil wants and to shoot, shoot until he dies. Yeah, no matter what. But that's a good strategy with like Faroff or mm-hmm. in uh, in extended. If you put like Palpatine on a Scarif and just had him run the whole time, it's not awful. Something like that.
0: Indeed. Something also that bears noting: uh, their dial, their one and two hards are red. Uh, you have the option to just bank-bank and effectively do a hard turn. Or there's zero-stop and one-sloop maneuvers. <sighs> yep. That dirty, dirty one-sloop. Yeah, yeah. One last trick I'll say
2: about the, the Reaper is they have a red coordinate, uh, which you can tact tactically... Tact, oh my gosh. Tactically, okay. there we okay. go. Tactically <laughs> use to uh, prevent yourself from having the aileron. Uh, I did that a lot, where I... Didn't want to have to go fast with the Reaper, so I would just coordinate like a meaningless focus to a ship that wasn't in combat or something. Uh, But then the next turn, I'm stressed, so I just do an easy blue. Yeah, Even even if you fail
1: it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, you can attempt to coordinate and fail.
1: Totally. My brain thought you were going to say tactfully instead of tactically. I'm going to tactfully coordinate. (laughs) I'm going to tactfully coordinate.
0: After you (laughs) (laughs) swear. All right. Moving right along uh, to the big monster of the faction, the VT-49 Decimator. Again, the generic patrol leader, not in hyperspace. This is a ship that starts out at a pretty uh, hefty points there, but you've got three named pilots all within, uh, you know, close. uh, In fact, within two points of each other. So that uh, that's a really interesting design space there. You would think that with their points being that close, you'd have similar effect of abilities but not really so. Uh, we start out with Captain Oiken at 74 points, who can make primary attacks at range zero.
1: Yeah,
2: um, it's a, it's fine as an ability. Uh, I think yeah, it's a little
0: overrated. Uh,
2: I see a lot of people that uh, they love putting Oiken as their decimator in the list. Um, and I, I just think, especially because uh, the big boy rack is only two more points, I think you just get a lot more value out of him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. That's the big thing about Decimators as a whole is yeah. Rack. He's one to two more points more. You can find that one to two points. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and if you're running double Desi, I can see the argument for Oiken uh, over Morniki. But in general, I think because they're so close in price, it's just better to go with the higher initiative ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially uh, because Oiken's ability isn't very impactful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty much forced to put Dauntless on him if you're going to bring him, in which case he's actually more expensive than the other two. Yeah. Um, and he's stressed
0: every turn. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the downsides of him, uh, well, he is really good with Dauntless. He's initiative three, which is an awkward place for his ability because you're either getting blocked, in which case if you've got Dauntless, you can shoot or have a modified shot at whatever blocked you. But if you're trying to throw blocks, Dauntless won't trigger. I mean, yeah. you should still bring Dauntless,
1: because not everything in a tournament is going to be above I-3 or... Above no, and
0: that's that's absolutely valid. But if you are bringing Dauntless, there, are uh, like you said, with a two-point difference, there are some... Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but let's go on up to Morna Key, one of the newer pilots. It's 75. She exists. Yeah. Uh, so
2: her ability is during the end phase, you can spend a charge. She has three non-recurring charges. Uh, you can spend a charge to flip one of your reinforced tokens to the other full arc instead of removing it. Uh, so the the trick there is that on the opening engage, you reinforce the front, and then you keep it and flip it to the back and fly past them.
1: Um, and that's fine. You do that three times. You probably yeah. made it. it. was probably worth it.
2: Yeah, and so the, I guess the real trick is the right before the opening engage, you reinforce the back. So then you flip it to the front, and then you get to take an offensive action. And then you spend the second charge and flip it to the back, and then you f- go past them, and you take a- another
1: offensive action. Indeed. And
2: that's good. Uh, the thing is, Rack can do that
1: every turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rack's <laughs> Reinforce gives him yeah. an offensive
0: action. Do we yeah. have... Ah, Minister Tua is not in hyperspace. I thought that yes. works. Yeah, there. yeah never will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Morta at... Yeah, one point above uh, Captain Oiken. Is this an example of, would you pay one point to go up one initiative for a middling ability?
2: Yes. Uh, yes, but that's because I think the ability is slightly more middling.
1: Yeah, It is It is in a <laughs> higher middle than Oiken's yeah. middle.
2: Yeah, if they were both I3, I would still take more. Let's yeah. put it that
0: yep. way. But at the, and at the only one point more, Rear Admiral Shirano rack the powerhouse.
1: Yep. The only reason you'd see a different Decimator is if Rack is already in your list. Yeah, that's. I agree, at least in my opinion.
2: So for those that don't know his ability, is, while you perform an attack, if you are reinforced and the defender is in the same arc as the reinforced token, you can change one of your eye results to a crit result. Um, so essentially, you reinforce for your defense, you get a force token for your offense, a fifth brother force token offense yeah
1: it uh, might seem difficult to trigger ability at first but it's actually trivially easy yeah it's very easy
2: um you're at i5 so you move after almost everything um if you're really worried about i5s moving after you or i6s you can take grand inquisitor inquisitor crew uh that lets you see their see their dial and perform an action or
1: perform an action when they reveal their dial um one thing about the reinforced token is you want to put it on the side with our ships yeah. If there are ships yeah. on that side, you can and they can shoot you, you can shoot them and get yeah. value out of his ability.
2: <laughs> yeah, yep so the uh, the biggest thing is uh, he gets two actions for one essentially, um, which on a ship like that, uh, the biggest problem with the decimator is that 16 health is a lot, but if with zero agility, if you're not reinforcing, it actually dies pretty quick. Whereas if you are reinforcing, it is it takes an absurd number of shots to kill
1: it. Yeah, they're absurdly tanky with reinforce.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so Rack really doubles down on that, well, I need to reinforce every turn anyway, but now I can still get some offensive punch.
1: I actually built a really fun uh, Imperial list earlier today, actually, while working on this. So basically, you got your, your Rack, your Duchess, and your Vader. <laughs> And then you have 15 points for upgrades.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, do what you want. (laughs) Uh, Rack is one of those ships that, if you're willing to put... uh, He's very good with any level of upgrades. You can run him with nothing on him, and he's still amazing. Dauntless makes him great. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dauntless and Grand Inquisitor make him infuriating because you just can't ever arc dodge him. Your only hope is to get out of range.
2: Yeah. Uh, so right at the beginning of the hyperspace season, I was running five academies and then Rack with Ruthless and Grand Inquisitor. And that's right at two. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I don't I don't don't think I'd call it top tier, um, but you get a nice block of ships. You get a nice swarm uh, and then Rack is is your your heavy punch. And with five ties on the board, you can pretty easily trigger Ruthless to yeah. guarantee that he's. Like, now you get a blank modifier and your rack ability, and if you didn't have to grant Inquisitor, you have a force on top of it. It's a very high chance of four hits.
1: You can just spread your TIE Fighters out, range two of each other, and something will be range one of one of them. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, Uh,
2: And then one last note about Grand Inquisitor on Decimators. Uh, It's really, really good, and more people need to put
1: it on there. (laughs) Yeah, it's expensive Um, as hell.
2: It is. It's 13 Because it's really,
1: really good. Yeah.
2: Yep. So uh, the thing is, like, the obvious thing everybody thinks about is against like, higher initiative ships, you get to uh, perform an action after you see their dial at range 0 to 2. Uh, so then you can rotate your arc to guarantee you have a shot, or you can pick up a target lock, or all of that's great. Uh, but another really strong thing about it is if something before you is at range 0 to 2 and you dialed in a blue maneuver, you get to Grand Inquisitor and take a free action.
1: Shout out to Ryan Kress, who yeah. was the first local person we saw put Grand yep. Inquisitor... On rack, and yeah, yeah. and uh, he was the one who pointed out the double free basically free double actions if they're initiative, yeah, mm-hmm. at least to me. He's the one who pointed well, it out to me.
2: it's essentially you purple coordinate to yourself,
1: yeah, but. indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so
0: uh, well, I was gonna say, when we're talking about the Decimator, it does have the only uh title for the Empire in hyperspace, Dauntless, at four points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to take a red action if you bump,
2: yeah, uh, it's very That's good. Done. Um I would never cut anything for Dauntless, but if I you believe. have the points, I would put it on there in a heartbeat. Which is kind of a weird line. Uh but I think the thing is Dauntless is it's saving you from mistakes a lot of times. Uh but it doesn't actually give like it doesn't
1: how do I want to put this? Uh, it doesn't hurt <laughs> you.
2: Yeah. It doesn't bring a ton of actual value to the table. It just it's kind of forgiving of mistakes and lets you play a little differently if you want.
1: It raises your floor.
0: Yeah. Right. It is one of those things I call an insurance card. Yeah, it
1: and raises it... your floor. It doesn't necessarily raise your ceiling, but you can trick some pe you can get some really surprising plays off.
2: Yeah. And you can do things like against a swarm, you can intentionally ran in ram into the front one, mm-hmm. Dauntless to reinforce, yeah. and now you're just eating one less shot, things like that. True.
1: Turns out denying a shot is better than, than being reinforced.
2: <laughs> yeah. so it does have value, but I would it not does. cut anything for Dauntless.
1: I would not cut anything good. For yeah. Like, if you have a bunch of random one-point upgrades in your list and three points left, yeah. I, can, I can see cutting a copy of Ruthless off a of titan. If Fighter. you
2: have an Obsidian Squadron, or I'm sorry, a Black Squadron with Ruthless, drop it down to an Academy and put Daulis in. Um,
1: but don't drop any optimal upgrades or pilots for it.
2: Don't drop passive sensors off Vader, or nope. don't make vermeil vizier to put Daulis, things like that. Yeah.
1: Also, um, Rack is the number two, is the second ship. Of that we've seen somewhere to be in the top three Imperial pilots, and I... I agree. <laughs> I would like to say that. And we all, all know what the third hey, one is. Turns spoilies. out. Spoilies. You can build a list with all three Don't of them. Don't
0: name Merrick Steele early.
1: <laughs> oh, snap. We did it, boys. <laughs>
0: Podcast over. Moving on, then, to the Thai Advanced X1. Uh, you've got a number of pilots, everything, nothing was not included from the TIE X1, so you've got the whole shebang in there, starting out for 36 points with the Tempest uh, Squadron. I oh. would
2: I like to say one thing about the TIE Advanced. Uh, okay. There is an error on every list builder ever, and that's that their points are actually three points too cheap, and they have a sensor slot. You need to remove that sensor slot and add a, a config called Passive Sensors. Because if you're not taking Passive Sensors on a TIE Advanced, you're wrong.
1: Why are you bringing a tie advanced (laughs) eater? Like a striker does everything a tie advanced without passive sensors does better. Yeah.
2: Nope. Okay then. Uh, Including have for
1: Yeah.
2: So the the Tempest is 36. It has a sensor slot. Make it passive sensors. It's 39 points. Yeah, they Uh, used to be a lot more expensive. They did, yeah. I'm pretty sure they started at the same cost as rookies. (sighs) Rookie X
1: Wings. Wow.
0: They might have been one point cheaper, but (laughs) they are not comparable. No, technically uh,
2: it's
1: more survivable.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So the thing about Yeah, they're three agility on five health, which is a brick wall. Oh, of,
1: significantly more survivable than two agility and six health. Yeah. Um
2: but there's that pesky ship con- ship ability where there are two attack type ship unless they have a turn. So what actually ends up happening is you are tankier on average, but you're extremely variable because you never have a focus be, for defense.
1: True Ooh. Okay. which you really need to pick up the target lock at range 3, where you have a fourth mm-hmm. die, and then save it so you can lock on the real important, or so you can focus on the real important.
2: Yeah. All that said, I think they're a pretty good value. Uh, yeah, if you put sensors on them, it's triv- trivially easy to get the target lock on the ship you want to shoot. Um, and then 39 points for a three-die ship that gets to change a hit to a crit and has five health on three agility. All seems pretty
0: good to me. Yeah, it's a good ship. All right, a question that often gets asked about generics, are these good in multiples? Would you see a five Tempest uh, swarm with passives?
1: Maybe.
2: I don't think I would run
1: five. No, I don't either, because... I mean, the thing about five Tempests with passive sensors is they're all doing the same maneuver and passive censoring. Like, they don't have any kind of flexibility... And they have mm-hmm. Owen Condition, which is, hope they're worse at jousting, tie advanced.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do think two or three of them in a list, though. Agreed. Two or three with a Vader, or let's see, three of them. You can do four of them in Duchess. Like, four of them with passives in Duchess.
0: See them all. Or
1: even just one of them shooting at the end of the initiative order with yeah. three crits.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with their ability, passive sensors shooting last, you get to apply that target lock where it will do the most damage.
2: Exactly, Indeed. yeah. Yep. There's no risk of picking up the lock on a ship that ends up dying and then taking a crappy unmodified two-die shot at someone else. With passive sensors. So,
1: it does hurt. Their biggest detriment is that they are tied to the target lock slash passive sensors' action, not allowing them to maintain their full potential if they need to barrel roll or focus yeah. for defense or anything like that.
2: Which uh, you brought up shooting at range three. that's one thing that I think you really need to take to heart when playing tempests or tie advance in general. When you have a bad shot, do not spend the target lock. Yeah. like that's that's a mistake people make all the time on even not tie advance where if you're taking a range three shot a range three obstructed shot at somebody and you roll hit blank blank, don't spend that target lock. save it for later. right Have I a fully see- modified shot the next turn. Uh,
0: yeah. I wish I could remember who said this but it was, they did the math, and it went over my head, but if you are re-rolling more dice than no, if, it has, has something to do with, basically, if they're, if they have more defense dice than you have offensive dice, and you're having to re-roll more than half your dice, don't, don't spend the target lock.
2: Yeah, know? yeah, that's a good especially,
0: rule. Bro. Especially if it's your only mod.
2: Yeah, now there are but exceptions. You if you're Hail Marrying, because you have to kill something on the last Oh, yeah, by one. all means. Or if you know for a fact you're not shooting at that ship the next turn, spend the target, things like that. Um, but I see a lot of times that it just on, on opening engages, people will just spend that lock. And yeah. then the next turn, they take a range 1 at the same ship, but now it's not fully modded. and
1: Slash they get PS killed because they didn't have a yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, so... Um,
1: well, I generally don't spend target locks at all at range 3, unless it's a free target lock
2: yeah it depends like (laughs) on somebody like kylo that picks one up every turn
1: kylo or jedi is whatever yeah even vader like you get real force starved if you spend the target lock every turn. yeah Mm -hmm. and with passive sensors you kind of want to so you can better roll at the beginning of the the combat phase all
0: right (laughs) we'll we'll get to that but moving right up the ladder is the storm squadron ace Uh, again the generic with a talent at 39 points 42 with passive sensors similar to a lot of the other, hey, let's have an I3 generic with a talent, and there aren't Ugh. that great talents.
2: Yeah, and this one's paying three points to go from I2 to I3. That's tough. Mm-hmm.
1: On the bright uh, side, Ruthless gives them a second offensive. That
2: Storm Squadron with passive sensors and Ruthless is 43, mm-hmm. which is a little expensive, but now you get to pick up the target lock and then have Ruthless to make sure you keep that target lock. Uh, so then after that, you can start focusing.
1: And even when you spend the target lock, a target lock ruthless focus averages more damage than target lock focus.
2: True. Yeah, very true. Um, again, like all of the others, it's probably not worth the points. Indeed. But in the right meta, I could see I could see it being of some use. And you Maybe can like make a,
1: one work. Yeah. Uh, there was one in the cut of dells.
2: Yeah, you could run five, you could run academy and two storms with passive sensors and ruthless. That fits. Ugh. Yeah. They're the that's same wor-
1: That's worse than Countdown. It's a box. It but, is, yeah.
2: But if, <laughs> if you really want to run TIE advance, then you could do
0: it. Everyone's a big TIE. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, coming up on the first named pilot, Zertic Strom, who is also an Initiative 3 with no talent slot, but you're paying two more points for his ability, which is, and let me read this correctly. Don't justice bother. Justice for Colzette. Don't
1: yeah. bother reading his ability. During justice the-
0: for Colzette. <laughs> Indeed. During the end phase, you may spend a lock you have on an enemy ship to expose one of that ship's damage cards. Hey, you know what we said about don't spend your locks? This is a weird edge case. It's you're randomly selecting a face down card. If they have one face down card on them and you know what it is and you want to apply it again, sure, but you're giving up next turn's mod for a crapshoot. It's also worse than Thane, and if
1: something's worse than Thane, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. So the thing is, this is essentially a storm
2: where you. Put you made a two-point talent that was their ability, and I'm not bringing a storm squadron, so I'm not going to bring a storm squadron without a free talent slot and a bad ability.
1: Yep, literally garbage.
2: Yeah, like Colzett uh, saw some super pocket use in first edition because fire some, control system yeah. gave you the target lock after you shot, so you could just spend it afterwards. Um, but this is this is not good.
1: For first context, game, right? if people who
0: don't. Uh, what calls that is? It's the same ability in one point. For three points more, you can get Ven Foslo at initiative four. Uh, Ven Foslo has the same ability that Juno Eclipse did back in 1.0, only just being an inferior character. That ability being that when you, wow. you know, when you reveal a maneuver, <laughs> very you harsh
2: indictment of
1: it.
0: I'm going to Wikipedia right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can fill it in for you. Juno Eclipse was the beloved uh, supporting I know who character. Juno Eclipses. Everybody should. <laughs> Ved Foslow is the annoying roommate from the Lost Stars novel that gives us Sienna Ree and Thane Kyrell. His entire um, character trait is annoying roommate.
1: Well, he's okay. a native of the planet Coruscant instead of the Imperial General Foslow.
2: How dare you insult General Foslow's son?
1: <laughs> Seriously, he was following the Battle of Jakku. Do you know who his dad is? <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's pretty much the only reason you would fly Ved Foslo is if you know who his dad is.
1: Ved Foslo. So. While you execute a maneuver, you may execute a maneuver, maneuver of the same bearing and difficulty of a speed one higher or lower instead.
0: So that was very good in 1.0 on Juno Eclipse, because she was a pilot skill 8 that you could bump to a 10. And have uh, Very almost, good, feels like a stretch. Yes, you could have perfect knowledge <laughs> of where things are going to be. You don't get that at an I-4. Uh, you can outmaneuver lower initiative ships, but you're paying a pretty hefty premium to do it. Anyway, I will go as far as to say, Ved Foslo, if you're going to bring him, find a way to cut a point and go up one to the next pilot in the list, Merrick Steele at 45. My thing about Ved Foslo is don't bring middling initiative jousters.
1: They're not worth the points. No, they are not. And the TIE Advanced is not an ace platform. It is a Jasting platform.
2: And this is eight points more than a Tempest, and
0: the ability is just not
1: worth enough. None of them are, besides Vader, in my opinion.
0: Maybe Merrick. Um, Um, Now you're getting to the the star of the chassis, Merrick Steele, the greatest TIE Advanced pilot. The (laughs) star of the chassis? The true ace of
1: the Empire. He's literally famed.
0: <laughs> uh, at at a, a, a super efficient forty five points with an amazing ship ability, you cannot get better than Merrick Steele. He is hands down the greatest ship in the Empire. Thanks for coming. I want a new podcast. <laughs> a different podcast. Where are so, a... <laughs> to actually look at Merrick? Uh,
2: he is very cheap. 45 points is quite the deal for an I-5 ship. Uh, This means you don't have to bring passive sensors anymore. You can pretty reliably pick up the target lock on who you want. I still would, but it's not a requirement. You can save a point
0: by going with fire control system, for example.
2: Yeah. um, His ability is is good. Uh, As long as, I mean, don't bring things like marksmanship and extended to try and force. No. But if you get a crit onto a ship, you can guarantee it's a meaningful crit, and that's
0: not nothing. Right. Instead of dealing the one card, you flip over the top three cards, and you get to pick which one that ship gets.
2: To put it into perspective, he's three points less than Thane. Yeah, he is, um, and
1: his ability is, is more impactful than Thane's. Yeah, but um, is he is basically than Thane? <laughs> is he good? I I don't think
2: I'd call him good, but I wouldn't call him bad either.
1: I would call him, eh. He
2: <laughs> is the he's the Delmigo of the tie advanced.
0: One of the things that's worth noting is he is 45 points at initiative 5 for what is effectively a 3-die shot. That's still pretty efficient, even if you discount the ability.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't bring
0: him for his ability, in other words.
1: And, like, I-5 is fine for a jouster like the tie advanced, but it's not amazing. You don't have to go out of your way to bring Merrick over a generic... The exception These is... This one the, is different because of yeah, the target lock requirement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what makes Merrick pretty good.
2: Is Because they're so tied to the target lock action, being high initiative is actually very meaningful. Um, again, you can get around that with passive sensors, but... Yeah, he's fine. it's right. fine. And that's I mean, he's all... the ace of the faction. Yeah.
1: Uh...
2: Yeah, that
0: is all the tie advance, so I believe. Uh, is there... <laughs> uh,
2: there's some dark father we
0: forgot yeah, about. Yeah, okay, well...
1: His name is... Luke. Literally German for
0: five. All right. Well, <laughs> let's talk about the elephant in the room. Darth Vader at 67 Damn. points, a 22 point jump. Uh, yeah. Even, so without,
1: Rao. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Even without yeah. afterburners, Vader is still Vader. You're looking well, at he brought, he brought a lot of those purple numbers. I think mean, yeah. those
2: purple
1: numbers are pretty three, good. Four, he brought three
0: of them. Yeah. Double actions. Uh, for 70 points with passive sensors, he can semi ignore the bid. He doesn't care if you have any actually prefers that. to not have the bid if he has
1: passive sensors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because half the he time. Sh- yeah.
1: He shoots first. Which means yeah. he picks up the target lock first, which means he forces a barrel roll off of that before the other person gets to shoot and potentially dodges Arc.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I had the option of the bid, I'd still... Still pass, go, it. Go yeah, I'd still pass it. But, or go set it. Yeah, i still pass it. But it makes the bid pretty meaningless. You don't have to bid with passive census
1: Vader. It's not a big deal. There's no actual reason to, unless there's another reason to.
0: Okay, rewind. Explain that wisdom out.
1: Passive Vader doesn't have to have a bid. The yeah, reason I, a list with Passive sensors Vader has a bid is because something else needed the bid in the list. Like Duchess. Okay. Like Duchess. That's fair what right. I was That's saying. Fair. All right. He doesn't need the bid, but your list might need the bid.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, a lot of people have said without Afterburners, Vader is just not what he used to be. That is oh. correct. He is not what he used to be. <laughs> I that think that that is correct. That is what
1: <laughs> a lot of people have said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is also what a lot of
2: people um, have <laughs> So, yeah, he's not... He's not... An, like, the thing is, Vader wasn't ever really an ace. He was always a brawler. He just was a brawler that could boost twice a game. And now he can't. Um,
1: he's, I think more, people... he's a lot closer to Wedge than he used to be.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'd agree with that. With uh,
0: the main the way, uh, difference we... being that uh, Vader is in high place. Yeah. Yes, but we'll, we'll get to that also, next
1: week.
2: Also, he has purple numbers and multiple actions. So he, he for those he's that don't better. know, uh, whenever Darth Vader takes and performs an action, he can spend a force to perform an additional action um
1: no no end of number.
2: yeah of actions can yeah because then mod. after that you spent you performed an action so you can spend a force to perform an action you can just do it until you run out of force or actions of.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah or, or possible actions <laughs> yeah
2: so at the end of the day what it means is that vader always has mods just 100 percent of the time has mods even if he k-turned he has at least the force um so he's insanely good at
1: at, at jousting or knife fighting he's very good at jousting yeah he might be uh, the best at jousting yeah, yeah. So, easily
0: the best ship in the faction, if not the game.
1: Yeah. Definitely the faction. Like, he's the first in the top three of so, the best ships of this faction.
2: To put it into perspective, Matt and I played our league game right before uh, virus took over. Um, and Matt was running for CLT Jedi and Broadside, right? Yes. And I was running my Star Champ list, which was uh, Gideon, Duchess, Vermeil Invader. Vader. Uh, he killed... Everything but done, but Vader and got two shields off Vader for broadside and half of a Jedi? Yes. I think. And then Vader still got it down to a one health Vader versus a one health Jedi. It, it
0: came know. down to a 1v1, one hull <laughs> face Yeah, off. Vader yep. is just... Uh, he is so good. And it's but not even true. a matter of like the self-correcting insurance type lists. It's that Vader, even without boost, just gets to do what he wants because he can do mm-hmm. it all all the time.
2: And he is bar none the hardest hitting ship in the game, mm-hmm. especially in hyperspace. Um like ships of proton torpedoes will hit harder twice, but then he'll go back to being the hardest hitting ship in the in the
0: the match. Right. You are looking at um, three fully modified dice every time he shoots almost.
2: Yeah, 3 to 4 and he's changing a hit to a crit. He's he hits like a truck.
1: He do do that. Also, um three green dice, I only have a 5% chance of blanking out. So a lot Mm -hmm. of the times, you're rolling evades or eyes. Ninety-five percent of the time, you're rolling at least one paint, which is a damage saved when you have three force.
2: Yeah. Uh, one side note: I don't even know if this is in hyperspaces. It is. Uh, I don't think Brilliant Evasion is a good card, but if I were to put it on anybody, it would be Darth Vader.
1: True. Because in fact, you have. I have. (laughs) Yeah.
2: He does get force starved. Uh, so Brilliant Evasion can kind of lessen that load on defense. Um, it's not something, like, I would only put her in a list if I just had points left over that i need, which is exceedingly rare.
1: Um... I'm glad it's not in hyperspace, so we don't have to have that argument. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, another thing, uh, worth noting is that without the Delta-7 Anakin out there, Vader is the only Initiative-6 three-force, three-agility ship. You do have Anakin in the Y-Wing, but that's a one-agility ship that can't really make the best use of that three force
1: yeah
2: yeah especially on defense which is where three force really gets useful yeah, mm-hmm. that's the big deal and uh, yeah, cons-
1: uh, three force on three agility is very yeah
0: so let's go ahead and do a quick uh rapid fire shot of the faction specific upgrades of which the empire still has a lot they do uh well, they have most of the cards in their faction are faction
1: specific upgrades hmm
0: <laughs> But they didn't lose any to Extended. They, didn't, they, didn't lose, well, they, they they lost a lot to Extended, but they also yeah. have a lot. Yeah, I was saying, uh, like, They might have
1: more faction civic upgrades than ships.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. starting out <laughs> with their faction talent, Ruthless.
1: We talked about uh, Ruthless at length in this podcast. Yeah. I guess it we never actually said what it up.
2: does, uh, which is. Um, let me find some that talent. Jesus. Okay. Uh, while you perform an attack, you may choose another friendly ship at range 0 to 1 of the defender. If you do, that ship suffers one damage, and you may change one of your die results to a hit. Uh, it's super underplayed. Nobody's really brought it. Uh, anytime I play it in at local leagues, I absolutely love it.
1: I, I think it's something people should look at. All it's also right. fun to kill your little guys it to is. get your big yeah. guys yeah. better.
2: <laughs> yep, yeah, especially in this time of non-competitive. Bring a bunch of goons, academies, and people with ruthless, and just slaughter your own people to kill them. You'll have fun.
1: You can yell and scream
0: about it. It's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming into their first uh, crew, director Krennic who adds four points as the target lock and gives one of your other ships optimized prototype, which, God, the words. When you perform a front arc primary attack against a ship locked by the Director Krennic carrying ship, you can spend a hit, crit, or focus. If you do, the defender either loses a shield or flips one of its face-down damage cards. Boy, that's a lot of words.
2: Yeah, the gist of it is you give the ship with Krennic a target lock and you get to put a situational upgrade on another ship that essentially says treat an eye result as them losing a shield
1: the main Um, thing of krennic is you're spending a point to change your targeting computer from a mod to a crew yeah that's the big thing well and the especially in hyperspace
2: yeah i say in hyperspace there's not a ton of good carriers for the Optimized prototype. Duchess isn't bad. Um, if you did like a Reaper with Krennic and then Duchess in the list, that's pretty good.
1: It doesn't add a shield to the prototype anymore, does it? It does no, not. No. It does not. 1.0 uh, no, I mean, optimized prototype was great. Yeah. This um, was busted. It was busted. 1.0 uh, <laughs> optimized prototype was busted.
2: Yeah, uh, it's not as good in hyperspace as well because in extended you put it on Jendin and then picked up the lock at, on turn one and never right. worried about it again. Um, Whereas here you have, to, you have to actually pick up the lock, which is
0: kind of a problem. Um, so probably not worth it, uh, but it's worth looking at. All right. Uh, moving on to, at five points, Agent Callus, who, after you place forces, you assign the hunted condition to an enemy ship. Uh, says, when you perform an attack against the ship with the hunted condition, you may change one of your eyeballs to a, uh, a hit. And after that ship is destroyed... The person who owned that ship gets to move hunted to another friendly ship. Yeah. Uh,
2: so Callus was the same, except you couldn't, move and it worked on defense, I think. Uh, either way, it was really good in first edition. But uh, as we talked about before, uh, the first edition meta towards the end was just lots of super carry aces that, like, they had one or two in the list, and they were going to win the whole game. Uh, so Callus was an excellent way to just get free mods against one of those ships. Mm-hmm. Um that is not the case particularly right now in second edition so he's not
0: really worth
1: it no, right now.
0: Like, what what, what really not? saying is would you spend 5 points to have a force point that can only be used on offense only against one ship?
2: And most of the time that's no. Like
0: sometimes
1: that's yes. Yeah, but not um, right now. Yeah. That was not one of those times.
2: No. Yeah. Getting hunting a trade federation drone warrior.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <It> seems <laughs> seems bad.
1: I mean I
2: mean, <laughs> not for five points and a cruise.
0: I'm going to get that toaster. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Uh, for six points in the double crew slot, Death Troopers. During the activation phase, enemy ships at range zero to one cannot remove stress tokens. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, this is really good on ships uh, like mm-hmm. Uh
2: So it's a really good tech piece, which means it is correct only in specific lists and with a conscious decision of why you put it there. Um, so if your list you think is susceptible to silencers, Poe, resistance A-wings, or just things that stress um. themselves a lot, thangs, uh, then Death Troopers are great, but they're, you don't just put them in a list because you can.
0: No, you really have to be building on. It is one of, it's, while it's not giving stress, it's not like the old tactician stress control, it's the closest thing to stress control you get in the game right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, at 5 points, the triple zero who we covered briefly in scum, but you could only bring him if you have Vader. And yeah, Vader Claus really hurts him. Vader Claus is my favorite Christmas movie by the way.
1: <laughs> so Vader's probably already on your list. The question is does one of the other ships have an actual reason to bring triple zero as well? Yeah. No, probably
0: not. No, uh, it's it's a nifty uh, nifty addition, but at 5 points, you have usually better options. Uh, it could be, it's weird uh, how
1: much better that card fits into scum.
0: It Definitely. is. <laughs> hey, I could see its use as a poor man's seven sister. Or
2: use oh,
1: somewhere else. You stay on Vermeil, you cut out. Oh yeah, yeah, on Vermeil.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you could like if you're using those four points somewhere else, it's still a way to get him uh, calculate the time because people don't like taking the stress for a good reason. Yes. Um, All right.
0: Uh, moving on to the Gunners at cheap, cheap two points. You've got BT one. Uh, when you perform an attack, you can change a hit to a crit for each stress token the defender has. Also requires you to have Vader, has good synergy with Triple Zero. But if you're in a list that's got Vader and two points left over, the bid is a better option.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The Vader clause really kills it for PT1. It's not that critical.
1: He's not a good card anyway.
2: Yep. All right.
1: Like easy slombosk.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like he's marksmanship, but has a
0: different condition that you can't really control
1: a different weird condition
0: yeah uh also for crew at nine points the cheapest force point in the game seventh sister who says if an enemy ship at range zero to one would gain a stress token you can spend her force to have it gain a jam or tractor token instead
2: i can't believe she's cheaper than fifth brother i can't believe she was the same price as fifth uh, her ability yeah. is insanely good. Mm-hmm. And it's a
1: force point on top of it. It is insanely good. Yeah. Um, Remember all those things we were talking about how Death Troopers are good against? Mm-hmm. She's better. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what if I exchanged that stress token for a tractor beam and now you're dead? Yeah, you're, now you're, you're on a rock and not you're shooting. Dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know who really hates her? Poe Dameron. Oh, yeah. Poe Rao yeah. hates the and crap out of her. Yeah. Sven Rao. Is... Rao
1: Fenrao's main goal is to boost focus to range one.
2: Yeah, she's actually one of the strongest anti-ace pieces in the game. Mm-hmm. She is. Uh, so uh, put her in lists. If you have an increase, put
1: point. her on something threatening enough that yeah. they won't just eat the tractor we've shot anyway,
0: <laughs> like a major vermeil almost,
1: <laughs> a major vermeil or a rack, Sherrado. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then going to eleven points, the Gunner Fifth Brother, also uh one force. While you perform an attack, you can spend a Force to change one of your eyeballs to a crit. That's not really why you bring him. You bring him for that Force point there. Uh, yeah, I mean, very it's good. better
2: Force on offense.
0: We <laughs> saw this everywhere
2: in the last meta. Uh, it's a gunner slot with Force, which is really useful and among extended Empire ships. Uh, and, like, Duchess. And Duchess,
1: yeah. <laughs> and Rack. Decimeters, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, like Decimators could take Seven Sister
2: now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or both. It's just hilarious <laughs> yeah. to put it on, say, red line. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so uh, the price increase was a little meaningful. You have to cut things or a bid to fit him in now. He's still really good. like
0: That there is. Yeah. And then at 13, you have El Inquisitor Grande, the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, one force point. After an enemy ship array 0-2 to two reveals a tile, spend a force, take a wide action, treat it as red. We discussed this when we were talking about the Decimator. A uh, very, very useful piece in this faction.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's very yeah. expensive, so I wouldn't consider him anything other
1: than uh, You cut out for literally everything. Ah, Jesus.
2: I, he's very expensive, so I wouldn't put him on anything other than a Decimator. But he's very good.
1: He yes. Yeah. And it's a very unique that gives you a lot of interesting options
0: Mm -hmm. all right well we've uh, spent quite a while on this faction i think that it's still one of the more clear factions out there there's a lot of room for making lists that fit the flavor you like Uh, obviously when you've got a faction that has darth vader that's going to be the linchpin of most lists but in hyperspace right now, we haven't seen it played a whole lot. There's a distinct lack of data on a lot of its key pieces, so I'm really hoping we see a lot more of the Empire coming up. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I agree. It I, should be uh, there. Yeah. All right. I think they're probably in the middle of the pack, but yeah, uh, they're rated lower than that. Like I think most people don't think they're that good. and I think a,
1: they're... Part, a lot of it is the nerf aversion that, that people naturally have. When something is nerfed, People generally gravitate away from it, even if it's still—if it got nerfed to the power level of everything else. Because it is yeah. perceptionally weaker, and yeah. thus, psychologically, people move away from stuff that has been nerfed.
0: Right. Imperials yeah. went from really, really good to good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, do we have uh, any shout-outs before we wrap it up this week? Uh, my Bob how, Father. Greg.
1: also uh reiterate shout out to ryan crafts as we shouted about earlier put him in the official shout out section yeah um
2: Uh, the laat gunship
1: yes the low altitude altitude
0: transport i I believe it's assault transport (laughs) (laughs) and uh i will go ahead and give shout outs to uh dion morales and uh, Ryan Farmer of the Fly Better and Gold Squadron podcast for putting on the Jank Tank Open in this time where we're not able to get out in person and uh, have, you know, tournaments and things like that. This is a way to kind of keep the community together. So good on you. Thanks for doing this. Guys. I'd shout him out if I had my lists yet.
2: Yeah. Un-shout out to Ryan Farmer because he gave me bad lists.
0: Yeah. Where are my lists, Farmer?
2: Beautiful. Yeah. This yeah, is going to sound really Latin. fun in retrospect when we all have this stuff. Yeah. But actually,
1: shout out to him because... He's yes, doing a he's ton of work. A, yeah, he yeah, is, you guys he's are putting his heart and soul into this community yeah. during its time of need.
0: All right, next week we're going to wrap up our uh, hyperspace coverage with the Rebel Alliance. So until then, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug How, and I am Alex Smittle. And maintain six feet of separation at all times. You're not bossing me, lad.
1: Lad. And by Let. that I mean I live with Doug, so we can't necessarily always make separation. Oh. Yeah.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and keep up with episodes as they're released. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook at Toshi Station Radio, on Twitter at Tosche Station XW, and on Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing. If you'd like to help out with our hosting costs, you can go to ko ficom slash wing and toss us a buck or two. It's really appreciated. Thanks for listening.